Nickelodeon, welcome back to the water cooler, where we cover everything you need to know to not sound like an asshole at work. Wow, you got some beautiful pipes on you, my friend. Hey, thank you. Speaking of beautiful, it was another beautiful night with a little NFL football on. We had the Tennessee Titans go to Pittsburgh, where the Steelers came away with a dub, 20-16. to 16. Close game, came down to the end. Yeah, absolute shootout between those two teams. Um, did not expect that many points to be scored, but, you know, TJ Watt did his thing. Steelers did just enough. It's the perfect game script for a Steelers win, you know, slop it up, play some good defense, and then have your offense just, you know, score just enough. And that's what they did. Yeah, they didn't really do anything special. Uh, I feel like TJ Watt was having a nice game. He was kind of all over the place, just getting active. Uh, the defense is very good. They do what they do. And Kenny Pickett just did enough. 160 yards, got the dub. That's all that matters. Exactly. Jalen Warren. Five and good. three. Yeah. Yeah. That like we said, you know, they're going to be in contention for that wild card. That's just what they do. Uh Jalen Warren looked good. Najee actually looked solid. So, you know, maybe they got a little something going. But also the Titans are kind of ass. Um Levis came back down to earth as predicted. He threw a pick right at the end. Steelers kept them in in it on that last drive with some penalties and kind of let them make it a little interesting. The the interception at the end came in the end zone, so mm-hmm. they they got close. Um, but yeah, ultimately, Steelers the better team, better defense, and the result makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. I think you know, obviously, Levis came back down to earth a little bit, but he still looked pretty good. I was actually impressed by him. I think he's a legit NFL quarterback. I do too. Pick. I do too. Definitely more exciting than Tannehill. So that's a plus. A hundred percent. And he's got DeAndre Hopkins, you know, actually just being relevant at least. I don't think he did shit in the second half, but he started off pretty decent. Yeah. I saw a tweet today and it like sums up exactly what we've been saying for eight weeks about the Steelers fucking offense and the, the whole team in general. It's like the Steelers are going to give you 150 minutes of the worst football you've ever seen. And if you're a fan, you're going to be happy at the end. You're going to yeah. hate you're going to hate them for 150 minutes. And then at the end, you're going to get a win and you're going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just that's what it is. The way it goes. That's Pittsburgh Steelers football. Anything else from that game? I don't think so. I think, you know, it feels good to be right about it again. First game of the week and we're right. That's a, that's a good start uh, going into the weekend. That sets a very nice tone. Pittsburgh Steelers are five and three. Do they make the playoffs? Yes. I think so, too. What the fuck? Yeah. What a world. Yeah. And they lose They lose opening the opening game, not by a lot. They'll play a much better team, and they'll lose like 21 to 13 or something because they'll slop the game up enough where they have a chance. That could be like Ravens-Steelers week one. Yeah. Like round one. That would be yeah. nuts. All right. Let's jump into this weekend slate. We're starting it off in Deutschland. Germany, that is. I don't know why I'm saying it with an Irish accent, but the Dolphins at six and two against the Chiefs at six and two. It's a battle for the AFC. The Chiefs are minus one and a half. So the one and a half point favorites with an over under of 50 and a half points. This is like the game of the year so far, right here in the AFC. Yeah, I am so excited for this game. I think I'm leaning Chiefs here. I think it's a big bounce back spot for them. Um, But 
you know, like we talked about with the Dolphins before, this is a big opportunity opportunity for them to really make a statement. Um, apparently, the Chiefs are flying over on Thursday night, getting in on Friday, and I don't like that. I don't like that. So and the Dolphins know, are there already, huh? Yeah. On if you know if this game was on on American soil, um, I'd probably go Chiefs, but. Honestly, I I think that factors in a lot is the the getting acclimated and you don't want to start slow against the Dolphins and that's something that could happen when you're only there for two days leading up to the game. Yeah, I have no idea where to go, but that's a great point. I mean, we saw it play out with the Bills in that first England game or whatever it was. No idea who's going to win this game. I pretty sure I picked the Dolphins in your pick them, but now I can't remember questioning that. I think that they've looked better even with their two bad losses. Like the Chiefs have had wins that didn't look very good. I feel like all the Dolphins wins, like they kind of handled business pretty easily. So it'll be fun to watch that that fucking over under 50 and a half. I just want to bet the over on that one. I don't know if it's going to get there. Yeah. It's going to be weird in Germany, but love that. Just love, want to see some points. Like you wake up in the morning, it's 27-27, like we're heading to overtime. Love Give that. us that. And you know we talked about what game was it last time in in London? It was the was it the Falcons and or no, it was Jaguars and Titans, right? Something, Something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we said don't don't worry about waking up early for it. Um, this one you might want to set your alarm for. This one this one might be uh, worth worth waking up early for, or um, you know, or just if you're if you're a night owl, just stay up for it. Just stay up all day. Oh man, on the West Coast though, like 6:30 a.m. If I can get up at 6:30 and make a nice hot coffee, like before the kids get up and watch like completely uninterrupted football, that is a fucking beautiful thing. All you dads out there, dad swag, you know what it is. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, and those of you that are still uh degenerates like me, um, and probably will go out to a bar on Saturday night, you wake up. You set an alarm for about 6.45, 7 o'clock because, you you know, you maybe miss a drive or two, and you just watch the game on your phone from from bed. Um, and that's or, yeah, kind of, or you take a big blankie to the couch and just go yeah. back over there and get cozy. That's a great Love way that. to do it, too. So who are, you, who, I mean, who are we taking? Is this, I'm leaning are we doing, the, doing it right here? First I've, game? I've talked myself into the Dolphins. I'm talking like, is this just a trust your nuts game? It is. It absolutely is. 100%. First game. First I think game you just wake up, set an alarm for 6.15, and just whatever team you push on the sports book, send That's it. a great point. That's a great point. Do not do not bet it um, before going to bed. Set your alarm for a little bit before and bet it. Um, or, or if you do go out that night, the second you hear that bartender say last call, trust your nuts and, and make the bet. I love that. Just like the the next thing you see that reminds you of a dolphin or a Kansas City yeah. Chief, go with that. Uh, give you a little German here since the game's going to German. I'll test it out. Vertra deinen Nussen. Oh yeah. Trust your nuts. Okay, I love that. Neuken in the Quaken. Trust your nuts. Vertraue deinen Nussen. Yeah, I think I killed that. Hey, All right. she honestly <laughs> killed the she killed the the English one too. Yeah, that could be our our little hook for a Chester Nuts game of the week presented by Siri. 
<laughs> Next up, we got the surging Seattle Seahawks. How's that for alliteration? Going to Baltimore against the Ravens. And the Ravens are minus six, six point favorites at home with an over under of 44. It's a lot of points, but they're at home and they've played well lately. I love uh, the Ravens here. I didn't realize the line would be that high. Um, six is a lot of points there. Um, but this does feel like a classic, you know, Ravens are up 27 to 17, and then the Seahawks kick a field goal and have to get an onside kick 27, 20. They cover, I could see them definitely winning by a touchdown. I think, I think the Ravens, the Ravens have in the past uh, couple weeks, kind of when they play a team, they're better than like the Cardinals. They let them hang around a little bit. They're, they're never really threatened too much but they're you know they keep it a little closer than the week before that they had a big match with the lions and they just fucking dominated i could see something like that happen and with um uh, i think the seahawks are too good to get completely run out of the stadium but like we talked about their win last week was you know i mean they earned it they're a good team but it was quite lucky they're sitting at five and two um and i just think this is a spot where the ravens kind of assert themselves uh as the better team yeah, I definitely think the Ravens will win. This is this game is going to play a huge part in my uh, bird power rankings that I like to do every week. Massive game right here. Probably game of the year for the bird power rankings. But First second place in the bird power rankings. Oh, yeah, good point, good point. Eagles got that top spot locked up. The uh, The Ravens, I think, will win, but that minus six just seems too much for the, for this like particular era of the Seahawks, like these last two years. They just seem like they're in every game. I don't. I can't ever remember them like just getting absolutely boat raced. So I mean, it could still be a touchdown, like you said. He could even be tied, and, and Ravens go score on the last drive and win it and cover. But I would not bet the Ravens minus six. Here. I, I don't trust them. I feel like we've just we're we're not at far enough removed from that sluggish start. Like the offense looking like shit. There's something about them. I just I just don't trust. I don't know what it is. Yeah, big trust on. I know that's kind of ironic, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take Seahawks there plus six. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, they're, they're gonna. If we don't, if we don't find out. if we don't find a different one we disagree on, I'd be willing to make that the beer okay. bet. We, we could circle back there, double down against the Ravens. All right, next up we got the Chicago Bears heading to New Orleans against the Saints, where the Saints are eight and a half point favorites with an over under of forty one. And it seems like you play the Bears, you just get eight and a half points just off the top. Yeah, that's kind of the standard against that team right now. I I like the Saints here for sure. Eight and a half might be a little rich for my liking just because it's hard to trust that Saints offense too much uh, to consistently put up points. But this line's beautiful for, for a teaser. You get the Saints... Um, you you pick the Saints at the minus eight and a half and get those extra six points and get them down at two and a half to cover like a field goal covers. Love that. Love that there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I eight and a half is a lot like for a team like the Saints, but this is exactly how I felt with the Chargers. Like honestly, to me, the Chargers and Saints are kind of similar teams in different conferences. I know Justin Herbert's a way better quarterback, but you know they have high expectations and they just seem to fuck it up kind of. Yeah. So I think the saints will cover this. I, I think the bears are just, you know, they're, they know what they are. They're full on. Like they're getting the top 
pick and and that's just what they're doing this year there's no two ways about it justin fields isn't going to play maybe when he comes back because he he's playing for his career at this point they turn things around a little bit at least on offense but i think this weekend this saints team is going to beat the shit out of them at home yeah I, i could see that for sure not much else to say on that one let's keep it moving we got the arizona cardinals Going against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, where the Browns are eight-point favorites, and the over-under is 37 and a half. Gross game. Gross game here. Uh, Clayton Toon, I believe, starting for the Cardinals. And then Watson practiced today for the Browns, but I'm not sure if he's actually going to play. So could be a classic uh, Clayton Toon versus P.J. Walker matchup. Love to see it. Can't believe they didn't flex that to Sunday night. Yeah, I, I me either. But I think I do think the Browns handle business here. Cardinals are frisky though; they keep things a little close. They got that backdoor cover against the Saints. Um, I mean, against the Ravens last week. So for me, kind of similar with the Saints. There, love the Browns in a teaser here. Get them down to minus two, and win by field goal and cash the ticket. Man, you love those teasies. You might as well throw the Ravens in there too, minus six. Yeah. It's just money line. I think the Browns should cover, but like the over-under is only 37 and a half. So to cover eight points, like you're going to have to fucking pitch a damn near shutout. So we'll see. Like you said, Cardinals are super frisky. I wonder how trading away Josh Dobbs, like if it affects the locker room at all. Like it's not like he was an all-world talent, but he definitely was like fucking gritty as hell. And I think that was part of the reason why they were so competitive and frisky earlier in the season, because he was bringing in that like just dog mentality. Like this could be my last chance ever in the NFL. And that was kind of like generating some buzz with the fellows. It seemed like, so we'll see maybe him getting traded away, you know, going in, you're starting Clayton tune. Like that probably doesn't feel very good. If you're anyone on the Cardinals, like it's just not a name you want to hear when you're talking about the NFL. So I could see them coming out a little flat and the Browns just pouncing on them. That defense is just so fucking good. But is the offense good enough to even score the fucking like 17 they're going to need to cover eight? Yeah, That's the big question. Exactly. I I can't imagine they do. But, you know, maybe maybe they get the bump from that from a new guy coming in and that new excitement of like Clayton Toon getting his shot, you know, maybe. But Again, that Browns defense is very good. I can't imagine them having much success there. Like Miles Garrett could have three, four sacks. Mm-hmm. Clayton Toon's definitely throwing a pick six. Like that's how the Browns are going to cover off a of pick yeah. six, like late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got the Minnesota Vikings turning to the aforementioned Josh Dobbs, but not yet this week, probably. We'll get to that. Going to Atlanta against the Falcons, where the Falcons are four and a half point favorites. The over-under is 37 and a half. And like we mentioned, Kirk Cousins towards Achilles. So the Vikings had to go get Josh Dobbs from the Cardinals. But I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to start week, you know, right away for them. Pretty certain they're going with our boy Hoffman's guy from BYU. Mm-hmm. Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall, there it is. Which I, I don't know if this is a fact, but he probably is related to Chad Hall, the old BYU guy that played for the Eagles a while, receiver. I remember him back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I don't I can't imagine that goes 
too well for them, right? Uh, but I guess, you know, it's good to see him get an opportunity. Um, and then you have Dobbs coming in, and I'm sure he'll be the guy next week. But I can't imagine the backup quarterback, like, being too confident going into the game, knowing that the team literally traded for a different quarterback. Yeah. Because even you. And it's um, not even like, it's not even like it was fucking, you know, a good yeah. quarterback, like anybody yeah, yeah. you yeah. even care about. Yeah. They, they went and got Josh Dobbs to replace you. So that's, that's tough, tough for the old, uh, the old uh, mental there, but I think he'll be able to keep things interesting a little bit. I'm very intrigued by the over under um, because with it being so low, 37 and a half, the Falcons finally fucking did it. They're going to Taylor Heineke. Thank the Lord. You know, just when I was so upset with Arthur Smith calling for his job, I still want him gone. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure I'm sure Heineke will still be throwing to, you know, John U. Smith and uh, mm-hmm. handing it off to Algier. But at least he finally fucking did it because Ritter is not the answer. And hopefully he gives that offense some life. And so, you know, if you – I kind of like the over here because I, I feel like Heineke is going to be flinging that thing around. You got that, and then you still have, like, a ton of talent on the Vikings offense. I mean, Justin yeah. Jefferson's not there, but, like, that offense was was pretty fucking good until Cousins got hurt. And I know it's a huge drop-off, but, you know, maybe you get this bump from this rookie. I'm pretty sure he's, like, an athletic quarterback, so he can run pretty well. Yeah. Uh, maybe he can make some some things happen with his legs, move the ball down the field, and like you said, Heineke's going to be out there slinging that thing if if they let him. The other problem is they might get up early. Darren Hall's having a tough game, and the Falcons run the ball like 45 times. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. 37 and a half, probably a fucking perfect number. Probably yeah. goes to overtime tight at fucking 36 or something. <laughs> Right, next up, we got the Washington Commanders going to New England where the Patriots are three-point favorites over the Commanders at home. That seems crazy. Over-under is 40-and-a-half. And are these Patriots actually good or something? Or the Cam- Commanders are are selling half their defensive line, so I kind of understand that, but geez. Yeah, this is the – this line is stinky, stinky. The Patriots should not be a favorite – uh, let alone by three points against anyone really right now. Um, I know they just played Miami tough, but that's a divisional game and playing the team for the second time in what, like three or four weeks. So of course, Belichick's going to have them, you know, kind of dialed in for that one. And even with that, they still lost by two touchdowns. I don't know. I guess I really don't get this, you know? Um, I think it's just, a. I think it's just a hundred percent a commander's team that just shipped off two of their best players. Yeah. Which obviously makes it tougher to win. And you also send a message like to the coaching staff and the rest of the players. Like we do not expect to win this year. And probably like that coaching staff isn't coming back next year. Yeah. I do think um, if there's a coach that could get his guys to rally around like that, Ron Rivera is one of them though. Yeah. He, he'd be, be saying, look, they don't want me here next year, and they don't mm-hmm. want any of you here next year. So, what are we like? Let's make it difficult for them. Um, so I don't know. I I like the commanders there, but this is one of those where it's like, why is this like this? You picked the side that you're like that they're obviously saying for whatever reason is not favored, and then the Patriots go win this game by two touchdowns, and you're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah, like Vegas knew something yeah. that I didn't. 
and the NFL is fucking rigged. Yeah, exactly. I'm going commanders too, though. Give me that money line, 136 plus 136. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot too. All right, moving on. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Houston against the Texans. The Texans are two and a half point favorites at home with an over under of 40 points. Yeah, give me the Texans in the spot. I think last week was a fluke. Not in the sense of like they're actually a really good team, but that they're definitely better than what they showed last week. And I just don't think the Bucs are any good at this point. They they had their nice start, and they haven't been uh, super competitive since. So I don't know. I think, I think I like the Texans to have a bounce back here. Really like that two-and-a-half line. Um, you can bet them to, you know, win by field goal and and they cover. So I like I like the Texans there. And I'm gonna go the complete opposite way. And I'm gonna say what we saw from the Texans last week is really who they are. I think they were fooling us a little bit beginning of the year. They had some new, you know, like almost like beginners luck, right? With CJ Stroud, they were pumped up. League figures you out a little bit. Uh, you know, the Panthers had him looking like a fucking rookie quarterback, which they haven't done to anybody all year. So I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Baker puts his nuts on the table. They keep their names in the hat for this NFC South title, and they go get a big win right here. Okay. Well, is this the one? <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's the one, dude. Beer back. Give me a handshake. We're on. All right, next up, we got the Los Angeles Rams. In the last game of the early window, going to Green Bay against the Packers, where the Packers are three and a half point favorites with an over under of 38 and a half. And I hate to say this, but I'm pretty sure I took the Packers and the pick them. I think they're going to win this game. It's really hard to pick either of these teams right now. And I just, you know, I told myself that I wouldn't fall for like what. The, the Rams that first game against the Seahawks anymore. But I don't even think this is falling for that. This is just calling a spade a spade and and knowing that the Packers ain't shit. I, I think the Rams win this game. Now the only thing is is Stafford playing. I don't think he is. Yeah, he is questionable. I don't know who me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who no idea who their backup is. And yeah. I just think, you know, we turned into November. No nut November. I'm sure Jordan Love celebrates, man. He is ready. He's saving it up for these these Rams to come to town. And things just get a little chilly. You go to Lambo, it's just harder to win. Yeah. That that's especially true. coming from LA. Yeah. And this line 100 percent reflects them thinking Stafford doesn't play, I would say. Um, because the Packers, you know, kind of similarly to the Patriots, they really shouldn't be um favorites over anyone right now. Yeah. And them getting three and a half is uh, very interesting. So, yeah, they, they probably have a general idea that Stafford's not playing, um, even though he still is questionable. But, yeah, I don't know. Dude's a, dude's a warrior, though, so maybe. He is. Maybe he's tough as fuck. But I think I think he's probably not playing. You still have Kyron Williams out on the IR. So you can't run it. You can't throw it. <laughs> like, their defense is decent. The Packers' offense is kind of trash. But – hopefully they're getting Aaron Jones back to full strength one of these weeks. Christian Watson, I don't know if he's going to play, but, you know, they, they've got guys that, that are actually athletes on the Packers' offense. Maybe they can do something at home, kick the little win it, then they wouldn't cover, but they're yeah. going to win the game. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. 
you can't lose in Lambeau when it starts to get cold like that. Not to this point. Especially not to a SoCal team. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Can't have that. All right, next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts going against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Panthers are plus three coming off a big, big win against the Texans. It's not really big. They're one and six or whatever, but over under is 44 points. Who do you like here? Makes me sick, but I like the Panthers. I I know, but like we talked about before, um, they don't have any reason to tank. Like they don't have their first round pick. So with that being said, they don't, they don't have a reason to lose. They don't have a reason to like not really give their all in a They've game. They've got 22 reasons to lose. It's their fucking entire starting offense and starting defense. No, no, 100%. They're not They're not a good team. I'm just saying in this matchup where, you know, like we've talked about time and time again, Gardner Minshew's not him when you know he's starting. Bryce Young looked pretty good. He's improving a little bit. It's just a gross game. I'm I'm glad – I'm so glad this game has is like surrounded. Like we only get like 20 minutes of it as standalone before the Eagles Cowboys game starts. So that's exciting. At least yeah. we don't have. To. We need one of those early games to to be a slow or I go to overtime yeah. to to give yeah. something. Yeah, because yeah, that could suck for sure. But I I think the Colts smash here. I don't know. I think their offense is just actually good. I think they can run the ball pretty much on whoever they want to with Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. And that's just what they're, what they're going to do. Like Gardner Minshew's not going to throw it maybe 25 times. And they're just going to try and run the shit out of the ball. Panthers have some guys on defense. Like they have a decent defense actually, but Colts have, have just looked so much better to me this year. And the, the Panthers only win is against a rookie quarterback and the Texans. Like, I don't care what their record is. I don't care what they've done this year. They're still the fucking Texans. And until you like go do anything relevant, you can't get that like smell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm prepared to uh I'm prepared to switch over to the Colts here because come on. I do think that, I do think that run game will really just dictate the game. Mm-hmm. Love that, man. Let's do that one together. That's going on the parlay. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Next up we got fucking massive game here. We had the AFC game of the week with the Chiefs Dolphins. Now we got the NFC as the Dallas Cowboys head to Philly to face the Eagles, who are three point favorites at home, which is kind of an insult with an over under of 47 points. What's up with that spread? That insinuates a pick em if it was a neutral site. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that's fair. You think they're a pick them against the Cowboys? That's a fucking defending NFC champs, a seven and one. I I hear you. It's just kind of the nature of the way the defense looked last week, like we talked about. Uh Slay and Bradbury looked a little older. I, I get why it's a pick 'em. Now that being said, hammer the Eagles right here. I love the Eagles in the spot. I'm so excited for this game. Juiced up. Crowd's gonna be going crazy. The link's gonna be going nuts. 125 game it's basically it's it's essentially a standalone game with the games it's uh surrounded by sorry um but <laughs> but i just really i i think the eagles really view this as a spot with their bye next week they know if they can get this win they're sitting very very pretty not just in the division but in the nfc in general 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, especially with the struggles, you know, with the Niners and, and the Lions are six and two as well, but I don't think the Eagles are too worried about that. I just I can't believe you're okay with this minus three. I think that should be like minus five and a half at least. I think the Eagles smash here. I, I don't know. They've shown way more than this Cowboys team has. The Cowboys win these fucking easy games. They they've lost to the Cardinals, first off. I mean, that's just atrocious. Eagles are at home. Are they wearing the, wearing the Kelly greens? No, no, they're not. I That's wish. a fucking mistake. What's up with that? Well, they, they, they used them on the dolphins, which was worth it. It worked well. Um, but yeah, they wear, I, I can't remember when else they're wearing them, but yeah, I think they're just wearing their regular Kelly greens, but I mean, their regular midnight greens, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I I'm kind of like, I'm glad the lines like this. Cause I think when the Eagles play, to their strength and like play bully ball like they can it's this long like drag them out drives and slows the game down and so that that leads to some closer games even if you kind of kept them at a distance most of the time sometimes that end score lines a little closer than it really looks um so i think that kind of dictates the spread a little bit um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really just excited for this matchup. I'm excited to see Parsons go against, you know, the two tackles, Mylotta and Johnson, um, see how the run game looks, you know, I think there's, there's spots on this Cowboys defense that show some weakness. And I think the Eagles strengths could exploit that for sure. Yeah. I fully expect the Eagles to go in this game. You said they have a buy after this too. Yeah. That's a wrap, dude. They're gonna fucking, uh, they're winning by ten. Yeah, I think they're just they're just a way better team, in my opinion. Cowboys. I mean, Tony Pollard hasn't been able to run very well against anybody as of late, especially not this Eagles defense. And then you're putting it all on Dak, so you're having him drop back 30, 35 times during that game with all these fucking legitimate monsters running him down. I think it's going to be a tough time for that offense. I I think they're going to try and keep the score low because they like to do the same thing. You know, Jerry Jones wants to run the football and burn some clock. So they'll try and keep it low. Maybe we just go the under there and maybe they can stay in it that way. But I don't think so. I think it's going to be a tough time for that offense. And I don't, I don't see anyone outside of Mike Parsons, like really doing anything that crazy to slow down the Eagles offense. I like the way you're thinking, my man. All right, now give me some love back on this next one as the New York Giants head to Las Vegas in a game that you said basically shouldn't even happen, which was completely disrespectful. No. Raiders, Raiders at home, one and a half point favorites. Just, just fucking win, baby. Over under is 37 points, which is gross. Hammer the Raiders here. I'm so fucking pumped up. I feel like we're in the playoffs already. Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach today, says, I'm straight out of Compton, dude. I'm a fucking Raider. He said, I was born a Raider. I was born for this. I think that they're going to be so fucking fired up for this game. I think just like a few years ago when we had Rich Passaccia and he came in was just like the salt of the earth fucking gritty dude that no one believed in. I think it's going to be the same kind of story. Are they going to go on a crazy run, make the playoffs? Yeah, probably. They probably <laughs> probably will. Put your money on it. I'm not counting anything out. All I know is they're going to win this game hands down. Bet them on the money line. I this is the lock of the week. 
no doubt. Hammer the Raiders. This is such easy money. I'd bet him up to, I'd bet him up to five and a half for sure. Okay, hey, let's go. Yeah, no doubt. This Antonio Pierce, like you said, like you touched on, that introductory press conference was electric. He's locked in. You can tell he's going to have the guys playing for him. The problem with coaches like that sometimes is that the guys they have playing for them aren't that good. But the Raiders have some talent. So I think think him being able to light a fire, they're definitely more talented than the Giants right now. Him being able to light a fire, I think will be enough to for them to kind of run away with this game. And I, yeah, love them in this spot. And I didn't even connect this until, you know, once I, I saw the schedule, I didn't realize they were playing the giants this week yeah. until we sat down for this. That's his old team. Mm-hmm. He balled out for them. He was a good player there. He's going to be fired up. I love oh, that. I I would love to be in that locker room for the pregame speech. He, he even said like he needs all whatever it is, 55 on the roster to bring the same energy that Max Crosby brings. He's like, I want everyone, including the coaching staff, to bring that energy. Like, I think he's just going to have them so fucking ready. I'm I'm actually excited for a Raider game. And Darren Waller, I was a little worried he would come back and put, like, 200 yards, two touchdowns on us because, like, that's just something Darren Waller would do. He's not even going to play. He's hurt. Well, I think once he realized he doesn't have a quarterback to throw him the ball, he said – I'm a, yeah, my hammy is definitely hurting. Yeah, let me know when fucking someone comes. None not of the guys to, they have on the roster. He's not there to block for Saquon. No, fuck no. All right, can't wait for that one. Hammer it, Raiders, money line. Lock. Next up, we got Sunday night football in another fucking huge game. I mean, this is like three marquee matchups that you have to watch, one in each window. We got the Buffalo Bills against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are two-point favorites at home with an over-under of 49 and a half. Don't want to bring up any bad blood, but this is a, a rematch of the DeMar Hamlin situation that we had last year. Yeah, it um it sure is. It'll be, I'm sure that'll be talked about plenty on the telecast there. Um, but um involved in talking about the game, Bengals, I love the Bengals in this spot at home. You're telling me they're favored by less than a field goal the way they've looked lately on the flip side the bills have not looked good so i don't i don't really get this line um so yeah give me give me the Bengals all day here yeah i agree 100 percent. they're coming off that massive win against the niners where they controlled like from beginning to end the bills like you said have had more than one sketchy game and this Bengals defense which they've had like good defensive line play in the past but like the the defense as a whole has looked really good I think it's going to be a problem for Josh Allen. I think they're going to fucking – I think they're going to come out and win by 10 again or whatever they won by last week. Like minus two at home, that's crazy. To me. Yeah, that line is really weird to it's me. It's disrespectful. Um, and I feel like, yeah, they pro- they should feel more disrespected than the Eagles, that's for sure. But I feel like even if the game script gets away from them a little bit and Allen does his thing, the way Burrow has looked these last like two weeks – I think he could win a shootout too. Like mm-hmm. I think whatever style it ends up of a game, it ends up being, I think favors the Bengals either way. Yeah. It, it's going to take like one of those Josh Allen games where he's just fucking Superman for them yeah. to win, which could happen. Like he has them every now and then where it's like, Oh yeah, no one's yeah. fucking stopping that guy tonight. But yeah. uh, 
disrespectful to the Bengals. Give me the give me the minus two. They got that easy. Love that. Um, like you talked uh touched on too with the the different windows for Sunday. Just beautiful. You got that Sunday night game, which is incredible. Best Sunday night game uh we've we've had so far on paper, at least. Or I guess Eagles Dolphins is right there, but this one, this one's great too. Um, and then that 130 window, we have Eagles Cowboys. 10 a.m. We got Ravens Seahawks, which I know it's a six point spread, but those are two good teams. That's so going to be an exciting game. And then you start the day off in in Germany with with the Dolphins and Chiefs. It's just this is a chef's kiss of a of a fucking spread. Yeah, it really is. That's going to be a fucking absolutely great day of football. Go to the grocery store the night before. Stock up. Make sure you have everything. Don't want to have to leave the house Sunday. And that wraps up, like you said, just an absolutely beautiful sunday of football we'll cover the monday night game when we record sunday night have it out for you folks monday but before we get to any of that let's make some money what are you thinking you got one ready i sure do found uh found myself a nice little you know one thing about me (laughs) he's gonna do it love the tease I told you guys mm. last week that I usually go with five to get it to a nice round 400. It got greedy, brought it up to uh, a sixth pick. And honestly, the only one that let me down was the Rams on that plus 12. They let me down. Uh, everything else hit. So this week, just take it to the bank, go cash it. If there's something in your, you know, in your Amazon cart online you've been wanting to buy, but waiting for that check to come in, just go ahead and buy it. Cause you're going to have some money coming in. Uh, give me the Browns minus eight, which gets them down to minus two. The saints, as I talked about down to minus two and a half, both those teams win by a field goal easy all day. Give me the Colts at the minus three. You get those six points that flips it around to a plus three that has them that covers you. If the Panthers somehow win that game by a field goal, you still get a push. I don't think that's happening. Colts are going to win. Give me Washington up to a plus nine in that game. I don't see how the Patriots could possibly be any team in the NFL by 10 points or more. That's just not happening. So give me the commanders there. And then give me the over in the Germany game. The Dolphins and the Chiefs gets it down to 44 and a half. Just points are going to be scored. I know it. You know it. Both teams might get to the 30s. This thing is going to be a sweat-free. You're, you're not going to worry about this one one bit. That gives you plus 400 for those for those uh, six picks there. I'm going to go ahead and toss a nice little $25 on it, and I'm going to profit 100 It's going to be a $125 payout, and like I said, take it to the bank. I love that. I love all that, especially if, I mean, if we could wake up, and that Dolphins Chiefs game is covers the 45 like in the first half. That's what I want. Like that's gonna just start the day off so fucking nice. Yeah. I can't wait for that one. That's that's gonna be beautiful. I'm setting an alarm, getting up for that one, following that teaser all the way to the bank. I can't wait. Love the way you tease us, you dog. All right. I put together a little something, something, just keeping it simple, little three-leg parlay, and they're all gonna be money lines. I'm going with your Eagles. I think they're at home. They're just such a dominant team. And they know, especially with the bye week coming up, like they know what this game means. It's a divisional matchup. 
even more important than that almost is that one seed, which I guess if they win the division, they get that, but they know like to, they got to keep pace in the NFC go to eight and one before the buy would be absolutely massive. They're the right team to do it. Then I got the Colts who we talked about. They're minus three. I just don't understand that. I think they've been playing way better football just in general than the Panthers. And I think they're two completely different spots in the league right now, as far as those teams are. And then, you know, I got to go with the fucking Raider Nation straight out of Compton, new head coach. Get that motherfucker McDaniels out of here. Don't care if we have to pay him for another four plus years. It's a new era. I hope that this guy just fucking wins out and they keep him around because I already love his fucking swag. And that little bitty right there, three leg, all money line pays plus 384, 25 when you're 121 bucks. It's beautiful. Who doesn't want $121? Beautiful. Love it. All right. And with that, should we head over to a little baseball? Yeah, let's hit the diamond. Hit the diamond, as they say, huh? We got the World Series wrapped up tonight. We're recording this on Wednesday. You won't hear it for a couple days, but the Texas Rangers are the World Series champions. Corey Seager is the World Series MVP. Rest in peace him as a Dodger. What a beautiful man. But they went out and dominated, man. Start to finish, really. They did. Just the better team overall. Um, props to the Diamondbacks for you know tying that series up and making it interesting for a bit there. But over, ultimately, Rangers are just too dominant. I think that made them finish 11-0 or 12-0 on the road in the playoffs this year, which is mm-hmm. just crazy. Um, but yeah, Corey Seager did his thing. Adoles Garcia got injured. Um and it didn't make the offense skip a beat. They they still handled business. And I just miss Corey Seager so much. And um, I'm happy for him, but sad for us. Yeah, I mean, it is uh, really bittersweet because it's like that's literally everything the Dodgers were missing is everything he did in this series and the whole fucking playoffs. Man, I saw something yesterday. Like He's got more home runs in October than Reggie Jackson did in less games. Like yeah. you want to talk about fucking Mr. October, Mr. Clutch. And that's a guy that is just completely invaluable when you get into the playoffs. Like you need those fucking dogs to just go win games and he can do it. Ice is that. Anything else from that game? I mean, I, I don't think so. To, to be honest, like baseball is weird. I consider myself a big baseball fan. I know you do too. Um, baseball is the most team centric sport of them all like i i once the dodgers got eliminated i i barely watched playoff baseball to be honest it's just not there's not the juice i like to go go watch the highlights like seager hitting that bomb game one and and garcia hitting the walk-off like those are electric moments um fun to watch but i'm not sitting down to watch a whole game no way now Give me the Titans and Steelers tomorrow, Thursday night football. I'm going to watch that thing. Start it's to just, fucking finish. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I don't know how to describe it. And the pitch clock has helped a lot with that. But that's going to be baseball's biggest issue going forward in regards to the general um, growth of the game, if that makes sense. It's yeah. very, very team-centric. No, 100%. I mean, like that first game, I put it on in the ninth inning because it was a good game. This one, I told you, like, 
Zach Gallon was throwing a no-no, and I think everybody in the world got that notification, like, oh, no-no in the seventh. I was about to turn it on, then he gave up a hit. I was like, ah, oh, I'll see if he can <laughs> put it on in the eighth, maybe. And yeah. then the Rangers pulled away. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's tough. Their their numbers are way down. It seems like for a long time, MLB did everything in their power to drive away viewers. Maybe yeah. now that's coming to fruition a little bit. So hopefully they can uh, embrace the youth, embrace the fun of fucking sports. That's what it's supposed to be about. Exactly. They, I, I hope so. They need to do better with the marketing of the individual talent and things like that. Like aside from Otani, that's really the only guy that like the general fan will tune into to like really pay attention to what he's doing. Um, whereas like a sport like basketball, you know, same thing. I'm obviously it's more, team centered than uh like football is like you know i i tune into the lakers more especially early in the season but you see, i i like to watch the stars also in basketball you know you go watch mm-hmm. women yama he's a rookie he's doing freakish things you like to go check in on that baseball doesn't really have that and they need to improve that facet of it for sure yeah i agree one last thing on the world series i guess we should say Bochi, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, elite manager, Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, he uh caused me a lot of pain in my uh early adolescence. Yeah, definitely a, an elite manager, though. I mean, it's that guy crazy. could win anywhere. Yeah, maybe he'll come to LA. Yeah, we know how that would go. <laughs> yeah. Not well. All right, my friend, that was a good time. I can't wait. This is going to be a fantastic week of football. Week nine is already here halfway through the year. Any wise words to send these people home with? Hey, just, you know, take care of your mentals. Take care of your chickens, dude. Shout Shout out Marshawn, dude. Beast mode. (laughs) Who dropped a sick fucking hype video for the Raiders today, too. I don't know if you saw that, but it was dope. He He also, a video dropped of him out on the uh, pirate ship in um, Tampa as well. Oh, really? just electric content he's he's a walking content machine love to get him on that's our white whale i'd love to get him on yeah. the pod <laughs> hey until then you all go out and live life like fucking marshawn lynch and yeah, we'll see right. you at the water cooler except uh call it uber <laughs> hey don't drink drive. yeah cheers <laughs>
It's that get right, oh so kind Still riding off demons with each line Comes and goes in the meantime, I need me time Hope you don't feel alone on the inside Cause you know Christ, he died for both our life Yeah, you and I don't knock it till you try Look to the sky and glorify Then rock to the rhythm, no move to waste Hit the spot with precision, no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great Rock to the rhythm, no moves to waste Hit the spot with precision, no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great It's that chill vibe Try to slow down as it pass by Homie went down in a fast slide You can pace it to the top, knocked down by a landslide We can either go or stop, that's life Been on goal since I started mine Let's ride, you and I We can leave it all behind There we go again, talking real heavy Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady If you wanna live it, place it in your mind Everything can change in just one night Now rock to the rhythm, no moves to waste Hit the spot with precision, no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great Rock to the rhythm, no moves to waste Hit the spot with precision, no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great It's that one time, got one life Take the vision, no I don't think twice If you hear me, no this ain't lies Slow dripping on the page, this flow is baptized Miss me with the negative, I'm alright Yeah the world's getting hot, but some people cold And if you're here, then I know you know I know you know There we go again, talking real heavy Listen up world, I think I'm talking pretty steady If you wanna live it, place it in your mind Everything can change in just one night There we go again, talking real heavy Listen up world, I think I'm talking pretty steady If you wanna live it, place it in your mind Everything can change in just one night Don't go gentle into the night We just trying to live a good life People stick to me, that's right It's been day once every day of my life Mine kinda different, one of a kind I've been on one every day of my life Took a couple minutes before I start living Had a couple minutes before they start hitting Like rock to the rhythm, no moves to waste Hit the spot with precision, no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great Rock to the rhythm, no moves to waste Hit the spot with precision, no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great Look a little deeper, it's hidden in the vision Compete against me, we all start winning Whoa, think it's better than you think Go ahead, try and push me to the brink Walk across quicksand and probably not sink I know God's got his hands all around me This ain't nothing he ain't seen And I'm at peace most when we breathe Amen. Yeah.